Martin Rees once said, nuclear weapons can be dismantled, but they cannot be uninvented. Keep this in mind, as we discuss today, Russia's floating nuclear boats that are now heading their way to the North Arctic. And what does it mean for the future of global security? My name is Dr. David Wallalu. And my name is Elizabeth Ann Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Now, Russia is all set to launch the world's first floating nuclear reactor and send it on a journey across the Arctic. The world's first floating nuclear power plant has begun its 5,000-kilometer voyage to northeastern Siberia. Russia is in the middle of yet another controversy. Its floating nuclear plant... Russia is all set to launch the world's first floating nuclear reactor and send it on a journey across the Arctic. All right, what's going on with this topic? So, you know how we talk about there are the big, obvious things, right? The uh -huh. big things that make all the news, really, you know, really, really big topics, right? And then we always talk about how there's something, some things that go sort of underneath mm -hmm. that are less talked about, that are really important, that really should be talked about. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those things. So what, it, what just happened, and this actually happened a couple of months ago, but it went unheard. Well, actually, that's been a few years ago. It, you're absolutely right. Nobody knows about it just because it, kept, uh, it stayed on the radar for security reasons, and it that's did. how Russia usually operates. So, What this one has to do with the, uh, what we call the academic Lomonosov. It's a floating boat that is nuclear powered yes and which was commissioned only about uh, two years ago yeah in 2020, 2020 it was yeah, commissioned it was commissioned so yep. so this one now is heading up to the north arctic area so. absolutely and of course this one is operating the last one was operating was in 1960 and as a matter right. fact, it was the united states that had that one in panama and the reason why we had it in panama because we were controlling panama canal right it was still panama built its own power plants, and this shut down that one. Yep. But this one here, it has a different, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different objectives. Intention, Intentions, yes. Intentions, but yes. uh, objectives also. This is not about just commercial aspects. It is this not. This is also for the military dimensions mm -hmm. as well. Well, so they just, uh, in August, mm -hmm. they commissioned another one. Putin commissioned another one. And that's what I think is particularly interesting about this. So it's being made in China. What a surprise. Of course. Most, <laughs> most things are, in fact, made in China. Uh -huh. But he commissioned a second one. And now they're set up for four more of these. Uh, that is correct. Actually, uh, the company is Rosatom, which yeah. is a nuclear power company that is owned by the government. Mm -hmm. So they proposed, actually, they already provided the proposal last year for about two point, let me get the numbers yeah. accurate here, $2.3 billion, as in actually for right. five. For five of not them. Not for yeah. five floating nuclear. Right. So, which most likely they're going to be doing, the way I see it going, mm -hmm. is the same way as they did with the submarines. Absolutely. Because Russia now, the submarine that is supposed to be in another fleet, has vanished. It mm. disappeared from the port. Yeah. NATO was keeping an eye on it. They mm -hmm. don't know what it is. And the problem, not the problem, but the concern that NATO has, that particular submarine 
it has one particular weapon and that weapon called Poseidon. Yeah, the Poseidon. Now, if you know anything about Poseidon, Poseidon, if it's launched, mm -hmm. it will create a 1600 feet wave. That's enough to destroy yeah. any city. So that is the reason why you have to, when we put these things in perspective, I always say mm -hmm. you put it within the context Absolutely. of what it means down the road. Absolutely. Russia's looking at it down the road. Well, and what an interesting way, what an interesting way to do it, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, where Germany, for example, has been shutting down their nuclear power plants. They're mm -hmm. even considering shutting them down right now. And there's no other way. Uh, green energy sources have not come up to a place where they can uh, sustain the need for power. And so it's very interesting that Russia isn't even playing that game. They're not even playing the game of no nuclear. In fact, they're actually going that direction. This explains it because now you get Canada, Norway, and the United States mm -hmm. are considering okay where this is headed this Absolutely. is why as one who keep up with at least geopolitical mm -hmm. uh, issues that deal with and it's part of my academic background so it requires me to keep a tap on what's going on with, yeah. with issues like this of course back then when i was in washington you couldn't talk about certain things because yeah. the, you know that's just the regulations and so forth so but well, that is the whole idea of it is moving forward as to what russia the strategic thinking that exists. Absolutely. And I, and I very much, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that the most interesting thing about this mm. is, you know, what could you do if you had floating nuclear power plants that you could take wherever you needed to generate electricity? Yeah. And what they're saying the reason is, is because they're trying, so, so Putin really wants to create this shipping route through the Arctic. That's, that's what's being said. He really wants to create this route. And there is a very, very large, in fact, I think the largest copper, so they say they haven't mined it yet, but the largest copper deposit. And the reason that they haven't mined it yet, they found it in the 70s. So it's located off the coast of Siberia, yeah. which we know is very challenging to get to and from. The environment, yes. And the port that, they, that Putin really wants to be, this large seaport, yeah. is only accessible four months out of the year yeah. because obviously the weather prohibits that. Yeah. But imagine if you had power that you could send up there, yeah. they could mine that area. Yeah. That area is called the Pevik. Yes. Pacific area in Siberia, so it's a very, very harsh environment, and this is why back in the 60s, during the height of the Cold War, mm -hmm. the United States and the Soviet Union back then, none of the two superpowers paid attention to the Arctic, because it was a harsh environment. Now right. with the climate change changing per se, things are changing. But I do find it very interesting that China is building, is building the ships for Russia, but sure. also China is putting the money on the table for the investments in pipelines. Mm -hmm. And this route, that's where the pipelines also is going to yep. be coming from. So it's yep. no different than what uh, the amount of uh, resources under that ice, which step about $35 trillion. Yep. And I did find this because when I wrote my Russia book, I delved deeper to find the yeah, accuracy yeah. of the information, and I, I confirmed it from two separate yeah. sources in academia That's a that big it is deal. indeed $35 trillion. This is why now with Putin's move, which is right. not covered in the West nope. and media and so forth, it sure is not. you can see now Canada, Norway, and the United States mm -hmm. are kind of thinking, what yeah. is the significance of this? What does it mean? Yeah. 
because Russia, remember, just for your FYI to know, Russia has already planted the titanium flag into yeah. the ocean floor yeah. of the Arctic. And they're taking it seriously. Would you mm -hmm. say that that's true? Oh, they are. That's their security. The trillions of dollars of resources in there. Yeah. They're not taking that lightly, it seems. No. They're no, no, saying, no. I, we're going to get to that. And, and it's interesting that, you know, now that Russia is taking that very seriously, that's when the United States and all these other countries are starting to look and say, okay, well, maybe we also need to pay attention no. to this. So having a flotilla of nuclear power can be beneficial in so many ways. Yeah. Putin may be saying that this is for this particular copper mine, but can uh, you see yeah. all of the other uses that nuclear-powered fleet, yeah. nuclear reactor fleet, sorry, yeah. I want to make that clear. Yeah. For Putin as a former KGB, so when you are an intelligence officer, mm. you tend to look at things differently. Uh, yeah. They are not what they appear to be because there is always other possibilities, other mm -hmm. issues you have to consider and so forth. This is one of them. And, and, and you got to give credit to where, it, where, where credit is due. Yeah. Uh, Putin is a strategist. You know, he, uh, you he know, I'm not defending that, Putin. Yes. I Absolutely. care less for the guy. I, yeah. I know, you know, kind of the background, but I care mm -hmm. less. But when it comes down to understanding the geopolitical landscape, he mm -hmm. is good at really, really understanding where the pieces are. Yep. And he's always one step ahead. Yeah, and it's because that yeah. understanding is what provides him the ability to see. I bet you this, this particular project now mm -hmm. that they've been working on quietly, but just released it in, in 2020, this one, you will see the tremendous change of it by the end of the decade. I absolutely, Major absolutely agree with yeah. that. That's what I see. He did say that, and let me just quote this one here. Back in 2019, when it was the uh, International Arctic Forum in St. Petersburg that took yes, place then. Yes. And he said, and I quote, I'm going to quote it word for word, so to make sure, Arctic expansion is a realistic, well-calculated, and concrete task. We need to make the northern sea route safe and commercially feasible. End of quote. Yeah. That, uh, to me, right there, it tells me, He's thinking as to, he's looking at this, not just from an economic perspective, yeah. but also strategic and geopolitical. Yeah. And I think it's interesting what you just read there, David, mm -hmm. because he's not talking about it and then not doing anything. When he says he's going to do something, he does it. And that's a very important piece of information if you're looking at how at human behavior, yeah. which leaders, whether you agree with what they're doing or not, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I agree with what Putin is doing on any level. But what I can tell you is that he is making the moves to do the thing that he said he would do. There's a very big difference between a leader who just talks and a leader who actually follows through yeah. on what they say. Well, that's usually with all humans, you know, they are mm -hmm. the words and they are talkers. You know, yep. I, uh, I always believe in you got to figure out exactly whom you're dealing with. If somebody is a talker, yes. then you're going to make a decision. Do you want to? Keep having a conversation with the talker or do you want to engage with the doer? So to me, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well here is the important aspects also that we need to highlight for our viewers just for them to understand that now this is going to expand beyond. Mm -hmm. This is now going to become much more, I won't use the term problematic, but I can just see, I can just see the competition is going to become fierce between you look yeah. at Norway, Denmark, Canada, the United States, because all of them will want to say, uh, and because, by the way, 
where this route is going to be, mm-hmm. that would be closer from the Alaska side of the yes, U.S. Yes, that's so right. You can just see where the tensions is going to create competition. That is, and nobody wants to give up all the resources that no, are there. Do you know? No. And which, which I understand. I'm not thrilled at mining, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I really don't like what's happening to the world and, and how much it's being hurt and damaged. Mm-hmm. And I can also look at what they're doing in terms of competition of resources. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is why the former Secretary of Defense, Jim Mattis, the Mad Dog, mm-hmm. he's known in the military as Mad Dog. James Mattis said, and I quote here, back in 2017, regarding this issue, Uh, he said, and I quote, the Arctic is a key strategic terrain. Yeah. Russia is taking aggressive steps to increase its presence there. I will prioritize the development of an integrated strategy for the Arctic. End of quote. Did we see any development? Mm-mm. It was just talks. Yeah. There is one thing about if you happen to be uh, an American viewer, Uh, you will understand what I'm talking about, about the domestic politics. Most yep. politicians, they talk. There is no action. And we're seeing it right now with what's going on. We absolutely are. Yeah. So this is why, even for him, and by the way, James Mattis, uh, he was an avid reader of history. Mm. I, I was aware of yeah. his, uh, one day I remember when I was in Afghanistan, and uh, one of the planes he went in, because he used to travel in C-130. Mm-hmm. He was full of books. He is an avid re- reader of history. He mm-hmm. understands the ins and outs. And, yeah. But at the same time, I bet with this quote, he found that, that the establishment in Washington yep. were not because the priorities. Yep. Look at what's going on right now with the Ukraine conflict. Well, but even looking at that, what you yeah. just said, this mm-hmm. is a man who has studied history and that's the thing he wants to do too. Because he understood this. Because the he yeah. understood yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. He understood the importance. So even as, you know, even as you guys are going forward, start paying attention to some of these important things that are things that foreshadow what's coming in the future. Things that are not quite developed yet, but that are developing. And that's how a lot of people forecast pretty well, is they look at some of these like less flashy pieces of information yeah. like this. Well, this is why people do not understand the information they are receiving. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between... I look at it even in, 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 with my students. Yeah. You know, I, I teach. I'm a faculty, uh, in, in case you didn't know this by now. But I told my students, you know, well, it's like, Dr. O, we didn't do well on the test. I said, beside mm-hmm. the test, did you understand what you were reading? Right. They're like, what? To them, it was a shocking It's not about just reading. Asked them that yeah, before. yeah. It's not about just reading, and it's not about just hearing the information. Mm-hmm. Do you understand it? And this is exactly right. what we're trying to do. Right. It's not we're trying. We've been doing this for almost over a year now. Yeah. We're trying to bring a better understanding to you, to have a better uh, sort of another perspective for you to understand what the information is all about. Because yeah. we are not a news outlet. <laughs> just no. FYI. We don't fit in that model. We, I refuse to be that. I'm mm-hmm. sure you do as yes. well. None of us. The entire team here. It's like, no, if, if we're going to do the news, then yeah. everybody well, can Well, and it. honestly, one of the most interesting things about the news is people very often report the news before they have any real information on what happened. Yeah. Well, this is why it becomes now who's first. Exactly. And we refuse to do that. No. It's who's most yeah. accurate yeah. is really what matters. And who's, who's talking about, like we talk about distraction mm-hmm. in mainstream media all the time, mm-hmm. where the flashiest story is the one that gets the most attention. 
This is a big deal, and who's talking about this? No, no, nobody. Nobody's talking about this. They're all talking about the flashier things, and you know, sometimes uh, it's like it's like the person, like we were talking about, the person that talks a lot, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't do action. But the person that does the action without talking about it—that is the most powerful person. Well, that's yes, I do believe. I do believe in that. You know, and I've seen it personally. Mm-hmm. In my career, I've dealt yeah, with some. I, have uh, I dealt with some commanders. I dealt with some mm-hmm. high-ranking officials in the government, and the the loudest one were were obnoxious. Yep. And I say it straightforward. Yep. You know, you kind of lose respect for because they're just loud. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ones that they are doers, they'll talk less, get you the instructions as accurate as possible, yep. and let you. Yep. handle the the task of whatever that tasking is yeah you know becomes because it becomes your responsibility on the outcome of it absolutely and that's that's to me that was the the best way of really evaluating a leader you know there are there is a leader and there is a leader mm-hmm. so, yeah you're absolutely correct the idea of the information just coming out and this right. is exactly now and my fear is that YouTube I hope it doesn't turn into that aspect of becoming who's first to just reporting whatever. Yeah. Well, reporting on something versus providing an insight or analysis, and that's at least what we're trying to provide yeah. in this channel. You know? Well, and on a second channel, uh, Geopolitical Trends, David goes live uh, to do things that are more kind of breaking type information. And there is the other channel that yes. deals with how to understand this information. See it at the top is called the Heart of the Warriors. Elizabeth explains everything there. So make sure to check both channels. And of course, we're going to ask you to subscribe for the channels because we want to grow them as well. Absolutely. The objective what we want to have is a larger community. Absolutely. Because we want to exchange ideas and learn from each other. It's our world. Mm-hmm. You're part of it as well. Yep. And it's a huge illusion that we have no power to change anything. You know, you may be really overwhelmed. You may feel like there's so much bad going on in the world and you feel completely powerless. But the reality is that you do have say over what you have say over. If that, if all that is, is that you vote with your dollars, you vote with your pocketbooks, vote for the type of future that you really want for yourself and for the world, because you can make a difference and it's a huge illusion that we can't. And together, the more people make those choices for the world that we want, the faster we will get there together. Exactly. And this is why we're going to... Moving forward, we're going to be addressing these kind of topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already have one in mind that I really would like to... Uh, and, and we can always leave us your feedback, of course. Uh, and the one yeah. I'm referring to here uh, is the, the Forgotten War in Yemen. <gasps> that's a, that's a very important one. Yeah, it's so dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. The reason being because... Not only I spent time there and I dealt with the locals, wonderful people, but just to highlight to you the idea of what we talked about earlier as far as how the media only push for the, you know, you were hearing more about the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. that is, and the amount of suffering and destruction that's going on in Yemen is beyond what you can even imagine. And yet we don't hear. We much don't about hear it, about so. it. And this is it. so those kind of topics we're gonna be bringing forth mm-hmm. because that is the whole reason for why we're doing this. I am not sitting here behind the camera to look pretty. I'll tell you this straightforward. Although forward. you look lovely. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> so, but because it's because the concern. Yeah. Is the concern I have yeah. for where the world is headed. Absolutely. Well, if I get a little knowledge, whatever, 
I got to serve it to the people mm -hmm. for them to understand. Here is the truth. You reach your own conclusion and you do with it whatever you want to do with it. Absolutely. But we are not going to be just coming on the air here and just spewing information because we want to be mm -hmm. first. Whatever. We no. refuse to be so. Well, and it doesn't end up helping people. No. If you make decisions based on inaccurate information, how much does that really help you? In fact, I think making decisions based on inaccurate information is very harmful. Yeah, to you're people. doing disservice to people. Yep. And, and it's a real disservice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and our viewership are smart enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the viewers, and I respect all of you, and I like all of you, and I appreciate yeah. all your comments and. You know, they are really smart people. David you, sits for hours and reads comments. So I just, I want you guys to know that one of us has eyes on your comments. Yeah. And I Always. And I truly learn from mm -hmm. them. I learn a lot. So this is why we're going to be really tackling those kind of issues that you need to know about because the world is changing. Yeah. And here is the thing you need to keep in mind. You're living in an interesting time. Really. It's because history is made before your own eyes. This shift of the global order. I wasn't, I wasn't born in, in World War II. Yeah. So I didn't witness that. Yeah. Now I am witnessing it with my own eyes and seeing how, even for my own country, mm -hmm. that I love dearly, you know, the foreign policy that the United States is engaging in or embarking on, yeah. it's an indication of that shift. Absolutely. And it's a great concern to me. That is the reason why we say what we say, because yeah. we love our country. We want to save our country, and we hope for a peaceful world for mm -hmm. everybody. Anything to add before we close this up? That was wonderful. Thank oh, you. Great. We look forward to next time. So, as always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.